Hello everyone, I am Ella and welcome to my introduction for my first podcast episode. So, well not episode because it is just an introduction. So, I'm just here to kind of introduce myself and tell you all what I will be talking about. So, first I just wanted to tell you I chose the name. If you read my first kind of blog update, it basically discussed how I love classic rock. And I just thought the perfect name would be Ramble On With Ella. Because Ramble On for Led Zeppelin, the song. And this is a podcast and I'm going to be, you know, rambling on about random stuff. So... That's why I thought it would just relate really well to this podcast. But I won't only be discussing, you know, classic rock or just rock in general. Um, I'll also be talking about, you know, fashion, more focus on 70s and 80s fashion. I've kind of gone a bit down the spiritual route over the past probably six months and not really I don't know I kind of with crystals and tarot cards and manifestation and laws of attraction and all of that type of stuff which I find really interesting and this seems weird to be talking like this however I do always talk to myself but I don't know It just feels weird to be talking like this and no one's replying. But I thought, you know, because it's an introduction, I'm going to tell you, to whoever's watching, how I was introduced to rock, particularly classic rock. So let's start right at the beginning, probably when I was five. Um, My grandpa... But my mum um, and Michael Bublé, his self-titled album. Um, and it was really weird because my mum had never listened to Michael Bublé. And this was way before his Christmas album came out and everything. So he wasn't really, really popular. And I remember she just put it on in the car and I fell in love with it. I think... This album had Sway On. What? Yeah, it did have Sway On, I'm pretty sure. And obviously that's not rock, but that kind of introduced me to, you know, 50s and 60s music, which then progressed to 70s and 80s and all of that. So, yeah, so that was very random. And then I completely fell in love with that music. So now we're skipping to lockdown, like right at the beginning of lockdown, probably March, April time. And I just got a record player and it was one of those awful, you know, suitcase ones from Urban Outfitters and mine broke within, I'd say, under a year. And I was asking my dad if he had any vinyls and he was like, yeah, I have a few. And I was just like, "Mm, some that I won't really wasn't really bothered about and um then he had loads of elvis ones and i was like you know what i'll you know i'll give elvis a go so it was for um elvis's top 40 
greatest hits, something like that. And the first song that came on was Fever. Now, I already knew that song because of Michael Bublé. And as I expanded, you know, my artists and bands that I listened to, I realised that I already knew some of these songs because Michael Bublé had already covered them. So, for example, he has done a cover of Crazy Little Thing Called Love by Queen. And when I first heard that song, however many years ago that was, I realised, oh, I already know this. It's, I already know this. I've heard Michael Bublé. So that's kind of how I got into it. Um, so that's mm, that's one way I got into it, but there's also another way. Um, when I was younger, like really young, we would go away to this resort in Turkey and it was karaoke night one night and my mum, she was not having any of it because my dad loves karaoke, absolutely loves it. If any weathers, it's karaoke he will be there and he will be performing an Elton John song. So we went down one night and he started singing Daniel by Elton John, which is on um, Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only the Piano Player, which is an incredible album, I think. I think it's very underrated. And he started singing Daniel. And for however many years I've been alive for I just know that song inside and out because I'm so used to hearing my dad sing it on karaoke it's not normal and then Nomeo and Juliet came out um when was that I'm not sure when that was should I um that came out in 2011 and the soundtrack on that from that film was downloaded on my iPod Touch and I would listen to that everywhere. And Hello Hello by Elton John. And I think it only got put on Spotify maybe last year or maybe that was just my phone or my Spotify account. But I'd been searching for it on Spotify for so long and then I found it last year and I was so happy. That whole soundtrack, because it's all classic Elton John songs that really paved the path for my music choices. So there was kind of two ways I got into um, classic rock. So there's either the Elton John room, my dad singing karaoke, or there was the Michael Bublé, which then progressed to my Elvis obsession. But I know I'm thinking, you know, quite far ahead in life with all of this but you know in the future I would love to bring rock back and I mean actually back like how often do you put on like Capital FM or whatever radio station you listen to it's all just pop and you know everyone's got their own taste but I don't know it's all very artificial and I just, I don't like it. And I think, you know, my aim is to bring actual bands back as well, you know, with a, a drummer, a bassist, a guitarist and a lead singer. And I know it sounds really, I don't know, cringe, but I would just love for that to happen because there's obviously bands still like that now, like Man of Skin, 
I think they're incredible. I really, really like their stuff. Um, but I don't think there's enough of it. And obviously times change and everything. So it's it's kind of a dream. An aim in a way, because you never know. Like trends and styles and fashion, they all you know come back around. Like what's come back in flared jeans? They've come back in a bit, quite a bit, and you know all the two thousands fashion that has come back in, and even vinyls. They were not as popular as you know because there was obviously CD players and then you know music apps and phones and all of that came out but you know vinyls and record players weren't that popular you know a few years ago I mean well within my age group especially they they weren't that popular I know people who had them but I didn't know anyone my age who had their own personal record player and vinyls and I love it now that that's all really coming back and I can talk to my friends about, you know, oh, I just bought a new vinyl the other day. And, oh, what record player do you have? And all of this. But it's not only the 70s music that I like. Um, I also love the fashion. I did have a 70s-themed birthday party where um, we all dressed like we were from the 70s. And... I don't know, I just loved it so much. But we did have music from the 60s, 70s and 80s. I didn't want to just limit it to 70s music, but I kept around that time period. And yeah, last February... Yeah, last February, I really got into the fashion aspect of it. But then obviously the beginning of lockdown, I got into the music part. So it kind of all, you know, ties together... So, I feel like I should talk about some of my... Sorry, this is kind of all over the place right now. I'm just trying to get used to sitting down and just talking to myself without making really long pauses. Um, My favourite artists and bands and singers, whatever, obviously Elvis and Elton, as I've already mentioned, if you couldn't tell. Michael Bublé, even though he's not really... He's not from that era, but he introduced me to a, a lot of the, the music that I love today. Um, Queen, Bowie, The Beatles. And then, you know, I love Kiss as well. Going to the 80s now. Motley Crue. I just, I love a bit of everything, to be honest, um, from around that era. Um yeah so but talking about queen we're gonna this part of the podcast is where ella rambles on about meeting roger taylor because that was an absolute dream come true so in october october the third i met roger taylor from queen the drummer if you didn't know who that was um and i went to his concert and i did a bit of let's say stalking the night before and I saw I don't know where he was the night before um but I saw the night before that he was going out the back door of the venue 
and met some of the, some of the fans. So I was like, you know what? I was there with a friend and I took my time to get out, to be honest with you. I didn't really rush out. I was taking pictures by the stage, whatever, and then took a leisurely walk to find the the exit, the back door where Roger would be leaving. And I did. And he took about maybe an hour, 40 minutes to an hour to come out. So people were, were like waiting by the back door and then people were leaving. So I pushed my way to the, there was like a barricade where he was going to come out. So I pushed my way to the front of the barricade and then um, he came out and I was shaking. I mean, I was shaking in the concert. I was crying. I couldn't even get some of my words out to the songs. His first song was Strange Frontier and I was crying. I couldn't, I just couldn't believe that. I was so close to him because the venue was so small. I think it, the capacity was around 2,000 people and I was really near the front and it was just so incredible. It felt so personal to be near someone who you idolise and love their music so much. It's just really special. So, yeah, sorry, I just kind of went off what I was talking about then. Um, so people had left because they couldn't be bothered waiting for him or whatever and I could obviously and then um, my mum she was in the car waiting to come get me and my friend and I and she came out and she had some wine and a water bottle because she'd been out for dinner <laughs> and she was like I rang her I was like I was like mummy I think I'm going to meet Rog so she got out she brought some wine and a water bottle and ran um, to where I was so we stood there waiting for him and he came up to me and I was like Roger could I please have a picture with you and I held this banner because I did bring a banner to the concert that says Roger can I please have a pic with you because I couldn't fit pictures I had to put pic and I didn't even fully push it to him I just was holding it and he signed it so it's now stuck up on my bedroom wall with Roger Taylor's signature on and yeah he he said, yeah, of course. My mum didn't get a good picture. I don't know why her phone wasn't working for some reason, which, you know, I still kind of hold a grudge to this day about. But my friend took a video, so I paused the video. But it is on my Instagram, if you want to look. Um, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you're, like, one of my friends or someone that I know from TikTok or my family. But if you're not and you're just randomly seeing this, my Instagram is at Ella J, just the letter J, Gordon, G-O-R-D-O-N, and then another N. So Ella J, G-O-R-D-O-N-N. Um, that was very cringe, sorry. But there are pictures all over my Instagram. And he had he laughed with me because my mum was trying to get a camera working. She's like, one minute. And then he, like, did an impression of her and went, one minute. And then started chuckling and smiling. And I'd, oh, it was just, I was so grateful for that opportunity. I just met him. It makes me, oh, so happy to know that I've met someone like that. But, you know, I was talking about Michael Bublé before and I've not even mentioned that I met Michael Bublé in 2016 and I think that was October as well I met Michael Bublé which was also incredible I don't remember it as much because it was many years ago uh, but that was incredible I started crying and he asked what my name was it was outside a hotel kind of stalked in there as well he asked what my name was 
and I was like Ella and he's like oh my niece is called Ella like Ella Enchanted and then he goes let's hold it let's hug it out kiddo and he hugged me so I'm just so lucky to have met two of my idols and two people that I think have been you know amazing for music in general because obviously Roger Taylor's and Queen and Michael Bublé I think he's still keeping the, some of the classics alive because without Michael Bublé I, I wouldn't have known many of the, the songs that I do know now and I think that what he's doing and I hope I mean I know he's bringing out a new album soon but I just hope he um, keeps doing some covers of songs and then also his original songs because they're just as good as well well as if, as you can tell, that was not very structured because it's just a bit of an introduction. And if my voice doesn't annoy you as much as I think it is annoying, does that make sense? I don't know. Then please um, listen to my next episode, which will be a lot more structured. I have a topic to talk about, but I just wanted a bit of an introduction so you could kind of hear and what I'll be discussing and talking about um, mostly to do with rock at 70s and 80s and just some of my personal hobbies um, but if that interests you then please carry on listening because I would love that so thank you for wasting your time and um, tuning in I guess